If you lose your disc or fail to follow commands, you will be subject to immediate de-resolution. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away We're traveling to Epcot Where the magic of Disney comes together with the wonders of the real world Its 300 acres are divided into two themed lands Future World and World Showcase. Future World offers fascinating explorations into the realms of communication, transportation, energy, and imagination. You'll also find adventures in space flight, sea exploration, food production, and emerging technologies. Beyond the trees ahead and to the right-hand side of our forward motion is Spaceship Earth. This 18-story geosphere marks the entrance to Epcot. Inside Spaceship Earth, travel through the evolution of human communications, from our distant past to the dawn of tomorrow. Coming up behind Spaceship Earth is Innoventions. Inside this hands-on area, you can explore and interact with the ever-changing technologies and products for everyday living in the near future. To the opposite side is the universe of energy. Inside, you'll find Ellen's Energy Adventure. Hosted by Ellen DeGeneres and Bill Nye, the science guy. Mission Space is an exhilarating sensory thrill ride that puts you and your flight crew in command of an out-of-this-world mission to Mars. At Test Track, you can experience the exhilaration of test driving a vehicle on the longest and fastest ride ever created for Walt Disney World. Those glass pyramids are the gateway to your journey into imagination. Inside, you can explore the creative process with Figment. And next door, you can relive the magic of Captain EO, our classic 3D musical adventure that's returned to Epcot for a special engagement. Next is the land, where you can celebrate the Earth's rich diversity. The land is also home to Soarin', a free-flying adventure across natural wonders. And at the seas with Nemo and friends, you'll board a clammobile and meet some of your favorite undersea pals. And have a live chat with Crush the Sea Turtle from Disney Pixar's Finding Nemo. Ladies and gentlemen, we're approaching the Epcot monorail station. Smoking is not permitted at Epcot except in designated areas. Please consult your guide map or ask a cast member for locations. Please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, welcome to Epcot. It's our second full day at, at Disney. Yeah. And uh, we've been slacking off today in the recording department. We went on a couple couple rides before we uh, started blah, blah, blah. We just got off the the imagination ride. What is it? The uh, what, Journey what, into Imagination Journey with into Figment. Imagine. So we got a little uh, Monty Python action in there. Yeah. 
It was a name. What, what else did we? What was the other? The name uh, of the other one? Uh, living with the land. Living with the land. So we're doing the. We got our educational part. Soaring at uh, what was it? Six o'clock. So. Yeah. We're doing good, but man, I can't believe the attendance today. This is awesome. It's, I mean, it's, as far as job security goes, it's not so awesome for waiting in lines. But. It's, it's the Monday before Christmas, and it's yeah, it's packed here, but uh, it was really cold this morning. It's starting to turn real nice now. I'm toasty it's, at the moment. It's starting to, the sun's out, you know, there's a cool little breeze. Now, as we, so you guys that are familiar with the park have, have the visual in your mind, where we're sitting to record this, we are right in front of the... Uh, whatever you call it, the upside-down waterfall, you know, the, the one that flows in the opposite direction, the waterfall that flows up instead of down, right over by uh, the pyramids for uh, Journey into Imagination. It's a beautiful day. I mean, I think it's really nice out today. I think this is, like, ideal weather. It's not yeah. hot and it's not cold. It's just it's, it's good walking and moving around weather. It's sunny. Perfect. It's bright. There's literally, literally not a cloud in the sky. Just perfect blue Oh, we need to go up here at some point. I'll show you the uh, serpentine fountains. Those are cool, too. I get a kick out of those. I can sort of see, like... Yeah, yeah I love they that. Jump. They jump from fountain to fountain. So what did you think of those two uh, attractions? I really liked... Uh, I really liked the biosphere ride. I, li- I, liked, I liked that old 50s-style, you know, World's Fair... Right, right, yeah. ...aspect about it. And it's funny, we, you, we were talking about how Epcot was supposed to be a sort of educational city of the future, and but we never said the word World's Fair, but that is, it's sort of it like is. a World's Fair. It is, very like much so. All t- like going on all the time. And uh, I think there should be more stuff like that, but I guess that's, that stuff isn't as popular as... No. It's a shame, because that, that really is the last holdout, you know, of, of the classic you know original epcot would be something like living with the land everything else has been you know retooled for for modern audiences you know it's got to be louder or faster or funnier or whatever you know and i you know there's something to be said for all of those kind of things don't get me wrong but i like you know i like good old-fashioned edutainment attractions too I like the fact that we ate at the restaurant right before that and then saw where they grew the food. Yeah. The the peas and the the ginger. We had ginger sesame beef. Mongolian beef. Mongolian. Mongolian beef. And, uh, you know, as we're riding through the ride, hey, there's the ginger plants, you know. Yeah. And that that food was delicious, too. Fresh food. It was. You can't beat fresh food. It was very good. We didn't see any cats for where they would have got the Mongolian beef from, though. I noticed that right off. I I, I hear they're growing the cats hydroponically too. They don't even <laughs> root them anymore. They just hang. They're, they're hanging. They're hanging cat plants. <laughs> <laughs> now what's that over there? That's the land. Oh, that's where. Okay, that's uh-huh. where we went through. Okay. Yep. I love it. It looks a little like Space Mountain. It has that Space yeah, Mountain yeah, right. sort of feel to it. It's like a cross between Space Mountain and like a nuclear reactor or something. Yeah. It's weird looking. But it's got that old it. 50s modern, you know, futuristic yeah. look to it. I love it. I love these glass pyramids. Now, I, it was never working when I was here, but I guess the original uh, Journey into Imagination had like a, an exit area where you exited out. And instead of being like in a gift shop, it was like this, you know, like educational, like hands-on exhibit stuff. And there was a whole upstairs area that they used that I guess is still there. They just don't use it anymore. 
But there's actually you could actually go up into the pyramid area and everything, which I'd love to get a look at that sometime. But yeah, you, you just might I someday. Just might. Yeah, you never know. I love how they have all the baby stroller corrals here. Yeah, Jeez, look at it. It's crazy. It's things I would never, you know, being a being a single, never going to have kids type of guy. I would never think of the, all the practicalities that, and it's it's very interesting. You can tell that so like. You know, in all the years that the, the park's been here, that they've developed all these just practical things to deal with the sheer number of people and kids and and every everything, not only to make it convenient, but to make it like really convenient and efficient. Well, you know, another thing that's odd too, when you mention like the stroller corrals, you walk by some of those strollers, you will see where dudes have like left their wallet sitting on top of it. Ladies leave their purses hanging off of it. Yeah, there's this uh, everything that they've bought during the day. They'll leave in the stroller while they go. And from what I've heard, there's very little problem with that. Very rarely is there well, like a reported like you know and, stolen wallet or what you know. It's, and I've, yeah, but you know it. It would take a certain kind of low life right, to steal exactly, a wallet from a stroller. Exactly and. And they found, actually, they found in all kinds of experiments, and you wouldn't think it was so, but when you when you have a situation like that where you're putting your trust in people, 99% of the time, that you know, people are more trustworthy than you'd think. These people must all be getting out of Captain EO. We're actually sitting over not too far from the entrance to Captain EO, which we will not <laughs> We're be going uncomfortably to close to Captain yeah, EO's entrance yes. or exit or whatever. <laughs> Either way, I don't want to go near Captain EO's entrance or exit, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. But, yeah, but I noticed also around the kitty corrals that, that, there's, that girl had the, the shoes with the roller skates that come oh, out of yeah. the bottom of the shoe. But, um... I thought they were banned here, come to think of it. Oh, I don't maybe they are, but how can you tell if somebody has them? They look just like a pair of sneakers, you know. They'd have to um, But they have signs there, you know, put your stroller here at your own risk, you know. Right. But um Oh yeah, they're all about, you know, covering their butts, that's for sure. I mean think of it, could th- think of how, how bad you would feel if you had to sort of go over there and like Yeah, grab some guy's wallet. Not just knowing that you were stealing from a, a stroller, but you were like probably ruining somebody's vacation right, that right. they planned for for two years right uh, and <coughs> yeah i i don't know i don't know if just you know disneyland just doesn't seem to i'm sure it attracts some low lifes at some point you know but i think they're all hanging out at the water parks if you ask me that's where <laughs> i go where there's bathing suits <laughs> it's funny you should say that because uh yeah a guy got busted not long ago because he was groping girls over at one of the water parks yeah that's and one of the wave you know when the waves would hit in the wave machine he was copping a feel and got busted they took him out back and goofy held him while donald, <laughs> donald whooped the shit out of him or something i don't know i i hear they i hear they send him for a a battle. I, I see they sent him with a, for a few minutes with Pete's dragon. <laughs> yeah, I swear I saw a dragon. <laughs> we, had, we made a lot of mileage on that in high school. Pete's dragon. The Pete's dragon. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's getting nice. I'm actually getting kind of toasty sitting right yeah. here. Not that much. I'm getting blind. I say, I say, we move on and uh, fast passes for test track. All test right, track. yeah, that's right. We're gonna get a. <laughs> we got fast passes for Soren. 
and they were what like seven six, hours in the future yeah, or something like that they're between 6 30 and 7 30 and oh we probably got there what right around 11 or, or yeah, no so what, well no i'm not sure yeah 10 10 11 something like that no it's closer to 11 it was I closer think. to 11 i don't think we left the house till close to 10 yeah yeah, we were we were shooting for getting here when the park opened at what nine o'clock this morning, but uh, I closed last night. Didn't get home and get to bed till like four. So that just yeah. Scott's you know. doing double duty. I'm on vacation, yeah. but Scott's like I'm coming to Disney. <laughs> then he's going. You know, yeah, go to today work. he's actually got the day off, so it's it's a uh, you know. So he gets to. Go. But tomorrow, he's been working the night shift. Tomorrow is a freakish day. He's got to be back here at nine in the morning. Yeah. But I'll be back here with him, so I'll be getting up. Getting zombie, up nice and early. Zombie Scott tomorrow. Oh, this is that's neat. I like how these. I like how the fountains have just sort of like a astroturfness to them. Yeah. You know, they just uh, can just drop. That way they don't have to precisely you see how it, hit a they point. Jump from one to. I love that. That is so cool. It's a great effect because it, it it gives the illusion of like one thing going from pot to pot. Yes, really and you know cool. it'd be really neat at night if they put strobe lights on it. Because, like, this is all wow. lit, but I'm trying to remember how it's lit. It, but it, it, they do. Because this area right here with the upside down waterfall, that does all light up. It's, you've probably seen pictures I've posted. I've seen of that. pictures of it, yeah. I, well, like how it, I like how it leaps right over. That must be a uh, hot news. Actually, there's someone getting their picture taken right, right now. As the water's going to leap. Yeah, he's waiting for the water to leap over the guy. Well, I think they've just tried to time it like two or three times and the, with the cameraman. I want to see it come and go right in his ear. <laughs> I know. Just, someday you're going to get that guy who's just that mutantly tall. <laughs> yeah. Hit him right in the head. Well, it'd be really cool is if it hit him right in the head and then it just stopped jumping from each one. <laughs> you killed oh, it, man! You broke it. <laughs> yeah, I see a cast members only sign I've never seen before. I wonder where that goes. Somewhere where we're not supposed to. This must be what? This must be the exit queue for for Captain Neo, I guess. Now here's something really weird. That you don't see very often. Like something's orange light coming right, out. Right. It's a very surreal, it puts a surreal cast on it to this. Usually, you know, awning things are usually blue or. It's just weird. I love the light bulbs too, are in these like. Glass. I don't know what you, how we, it's like a honeycomb or something. Yeah. It's weird. There's probably a name for it if we could figure out how many planes are on it, you know, like a dodecahedron or something. Right. And since this is, oh, I like this one with the little, just little splotchy uh, fountain. <coughs> yeah, it's like ball. It's like a ball of water coming out. That's cool. Now I'm wondering when, when I actually, when we, when I put these together, these these tapes together, and and I'm asking our listeners, even though by the time they're listening, we'll already have made a decision. But you know, there's those pauses where we're talking and we're just walking around the park, and you can hear things going on. I wonder if I should leave a lot of that stuff in. Oh, absolutely. Because it's you know, the ambient it, sound here that's so much a I part mean, of, of the Disney experience is, you know, the music that you'll pick up and, well, you, know, I sn- you know, snatches of conversation from, diff- you know, as people pass. You know, stuff. I wonder I how that. many people are listening on headphones. And, and uh, I'm hoping that when, you know, we're recording this on my brand new, like, expensive, relatively expensive 
recorder. It's more like a mid-range recorder. There you go. You can get yourself a new Michael Jackson t-shirt. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to... I wonder how wind it's going to pick up. Huh? That's why we got the wind guard oh, on okay. it. And um, we I'm hoping... head over to Test Track? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's get our passes. And, uh, you know, so in high wave quality, when we listen back... It sounds like you're right here at the park. Right. So I'm hoping when I make these into MP3s that are small enough that you guys can download them, that some of that still comes through as, as good, you know? Right. That, that That's you are there sound. And I'd be also interested to see how it how appealing it is to people who've never never been here, you know, and never to the been, people have who no have interest. been. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Well, I have a feeling that people who have no interest probably won't be listening to it. All right, well, we'll have but to hunt down those, list, those particular listeners and strap them to something and make them listen. Then again, they seem to like to just listen to us anyway. For God knows Maybe next reason. time I go to the bathroom, I'll bring the recorder in there, too. <laughs> that will, we'll really test yeah, the limits of what they'll listen to. I know. I mean, if they'll listen to us reading the phone book, I really do wonder about these people. You know, I mean, how sad <laughs> and pathetic their little lives must be. Yes. If that's the best entertainment that they can manage to find on the Internet. <laughs> Well, not just uh, just us in general is <laughs> bad enough, but yeah. It's, so maybe I'll take it in the bathroom. You guys can hear the return of the Mongolian beef later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the revenge of the Mongolian the re- beef! Revenge of the Mongolian beef! Damn yeah. Mongolians! Stay away from my wall! Oh, look at that kid's Darth Vader T-shirt. Where? Right there. Where, where, where? Oh, nice! That's awesome. We like your T-shirt. Nice, nice. <laughs> Actually, Darth Vader isn't very nice. They are really small. That was cool. It was like a, it was like a retro, very retro. Very t-shirt. retro. Yeah, it was like an iron-on on a red T-shirt. Now, what, what are we hearing up here? Like a parade, or a, oh, it's like a band. Uh, oh yeah, it's alive. See, this is the stuff I'm not too into. It's joyful. That's oh, that's right. This is where that. Uh, it's like a gospel choir. Gospel. Yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah. Not my cup of tea. Me neither. Let's see how fast we can get past it. <laughs> you know what I liked about that science ride? The way that the, it moved and tilted, it had, it actually had the personality of a hurried scientist who's like, okay, in here. And, right, you know, yeah. And then it would whip you around to it. And I love that. The actual movement of the ride oh, conveyed personality. We got Tron, the Tron rail, coming through Future World right here. Wow. Ah, yes, right in front of us. How beautiful. That's cool. We're seeing the yellow side. You don't see the yellow side very often. I haven't seen the, the yellow side, side yet, actually. That's cool. All right, let's get away from the Jesus real quick. <laughs> Going by some nice Mickey and uh, Pluto and Minnie topiaries. I love the topiaries. This way, actually. Now, what's this? Are these, uh, what is this over going on over here? When it's really hot, you go. Oh, okay. It's like a mister. The misters, yeah. We want to head this way, actually. We're going this way, okay? Yeah, because test tracks right over there. Now, I'm really. I, I also found out last night that test track is the longest attraction yes. here. Yes, it is. Is that now? Is that longest in distance or longest in time? Uh, longest in distance. I'm really looking forward to that one. For some reason, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is a really good ride. 
I wonder if it still holds that distinction. I know it, it has for many years. I'm not sure it still does. It probably still does. Though. I read it on the internet, so I don't know how in dated, you know, how out of date that, you know. I mean, as long as it doesn't say that all the ride operators are lizard people, I tend to believe it, I guess. Right. Oh, now this is a... Uh, I like that. I like the way that looks over there. Right over there is where we stood for illumination. For illumination, right. right over there by. But uh, it looks by Mexico. it looks completely different now in the daylight, where you can see the colors. Right, we'll stop right here for a minute of, of it. All right, for those listening at home, we are between the main entranceway, the main passageway from Future World into World Showcase. There's that little part of the lagoon off to the left hand side, and then you got the old Odyssey restaurant. Now looking at that bridge. The, the, the hexagonal shapes and all the all the cornering and just the way that whole tell me that's not like totally Logan's it realm. is it is see that's what I love about that I, I love that that style of architecture it's well the, the walkway really cool. actually sort of reflects the, the monorail right track. right it reflects the shape of the monorail track without aping it <laughs> all the seagulls sitting on the beam man that's Until the monorail cool. comes yeah, yeah exactly well, it's funny, too, is that, you know, we're under directive not to harm the wildlife, you know? It's like if the monorail comes along and the bird just sits there and is like, screw you, there's nothing the monorail can do. It has to sit there until the bird decides that, okay, that it's time happen? to go away. Oh, yeah, go on, uh, go online. For all you listening at home, go online, look up on YouTube, look up Goose versus Red, and you're going to find a very, very funny video of Monorail Red Having a, a honk off with uh, with a goose. Oh, really? It's, the honk of the horn and the goose is honking, honking back. back. And oh. the goose would get up, walk like three steps, sit back down. The monorail would creep up on it, blast the horn again. The the bird would look at it and honk, and then get up and walk a couple steps, sit back. It was it's it's hysterical. Absolutely it's really hysterical. funny. So they've got so they they've learned over time that the monorail will not hit them. Right. What's also funny is as you listen to that video. You're going to hear a voice that says, P5 it. P5 is monorail speak for basically put the pedal to the metal and just run the damn thing over. It's very funny. <laughs> now, was that a driver saying that or just somebody? Was, like, yeah, somebody on the platform. Uh-huh. You know, you know, being being <laughs> funny. Being, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, just cracking a joke. They didn't really mean it. But right, it just, right. To hear it, it's very funny. Oh, yeah, it'd, now, be, it'd be like, you know, you're sitting at, at you know, and you're sitting waiting for an old lady to cross the road and somebody says, ah, just floor it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, what are these? Are these birdhouses? They look like some sort of Bird, like specific kind of birdhouse. With yeah, maybe. You know, I I only think they're birdhouse. Never taken note of that before. Okay, there's a. Yeah, you're right. They are. They look like some sort of pot. They look like um, they look like gourds. Well, there's a very tra- there's a couple very traditional birdhouses with these white metal gourd structures with with letters. They're all like lettered. Ah, okay. That's another like cool down zone for when it's just like really uh, hot out here. Yeah, I can only I I don't think it would be very pleasant to be here in the summer. <laughs> and, Sometimes no. And th- is attendance down in the summer here, or is it Ooh. up? No, it's at it's very busy. Well, really, I would one of the busiest. You know, all through the you know because that's you know summer vacation. And kids true, are out of school. True. Teachers are out of school. You know, families go on vacation. Yeah. Oh, under- oh, yes. But from what I understand, <laughs> the, the very busiest time is like where we are right now. It's like that stretch between 
Christmas and New Year's. It's like, this is when it gets hot. Hey, here's wow. a fast pass machine. Actually, let's check the wait time before we do that. Well, we can go ahead and get them anyway. If it's time, it's time. It's got to be close. We got like three minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a 90 minute wait, so. So, yes, definitely fast pass today. Now, there is single rider for 30 well, minutes. But again, well, we were actually 124 is our. Right. So is yeah, our time like instead of 130. Minutes. Wow, what? What masters, what masters of timing we are. Well, you were probably we were looking shooting for 130 is what we were. We were sort of fudging it, so we're probably pretty close. But you got your ticket, you know. Yes, I do. Oh wait, is that? Yeah, that's my ticket. It's only a 30-minute ride if you're a single rider. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We could do that, except. We nah. more than likely won't ride together. Yeah, no, I'd rather ride together. Okay. I don't, I don't mind. I, yeah, I don't mind. Wait. There's. It's not like there's nothing to do. I don't know. What are we gonna do? There's nothing to do. Man. There's nothing to do, man. Yep. Oh no way. Well, oh, that sucks. Oh, right down to the second, yeah. yeah. Well, well there, oh, there's no way we would have been able to do it anyway. Well, we'll just keep checking back. We'll keep checking back, and and if worse comes to worse, we'll do. We'll just do the single rider each, you know, yeah. and well, um, bite the bullet. We got a couple options here. We've got Ellen's Energy Adventures right over there. That's awesome. Um, we've got we go back over to the other side of Future World, and we got um, the seas. Or we, there's that thing I was telling you about, the sum of all thrills in interventions. Holy shit, Scott. There's a gold bar on top of that baby carriage. <laughs> a, Actually, I a 20-pound gold ingot. I got an idea. See, we can't get from, from Ellen's Energy Adventure back around the front way anyway. You have to come back this way and go through. Uh-huh. So go do Ellen. Right. And then cut through interventions, check out some of all thrills, and then head straight on to the other. So we can hit all three right in a right in a sequence. What's some of all thrills? That's the one I was telling you about. It's oh, kind of like the... Cyberspace Mountain, where you okay. make your own thrill ride and then go ride it through the simulator thing. I haven't. I've never done it, but Logan did it the other day. He said it was really cool. I've heard good things about it. I think we want to go. Well, we can go either way. I think. We'll get us um, there. I think I told Scott this story, but I don't think I told it while we were recording. Is uh, my roommate in back in Rochester, who actually is arriving in Orlando today on a plane to visit her parents, at which I find hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "We should hang out," and I'm like, "We hang out 365 <laughs> yeah, exactly. days a year, you know." This is my vacation. <laughs> but it would be it would be fun to it hang would, out in another cool. place. It's a novelty, you know. But she 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 had a sister who was like exclusively dating I think her sister got married and then divorced and when she got divorced went through a little like lesbian phase and the way that she broke the news to Trudy that she was I love the way you put that she did she was a lesbian for like six months and then she got another boyfriend and has been with boyfriends ever since but her way of telling Trudy you know sort of Trudy thinks her, her hint that she 
you know, might be going lesbianic was to take her to <laughs> the Ellen's Energy Adventure oh, and be no. like, yeah, I like Ellen, you know, I really like Ellen. Sort of like you, Scott. Well, didn't which Ellen makes kinda, you a big lesbian? Didn't didn't Ellen kind of come out that way on her show too? She like came out at like the airport, like making an announcement at the airport or something. I can't. I, can't, I saw I'll, that episode. I, I never. Crap, and I don't. I never used to watch her show because I'm not a big fan. Sorry, but um, um, all I remember is there was some point where she said, "I'm a lesbian," because right, Howard Stern. Yeah took that sound bite and would just like beat it into the ground anytime there was any woman that was any, they would whoop, hit that Ellen I think it was Howard Stern it was one of those TV or you know daytime radio hosts now unless they specifically tell you to, to turn that on I would leave that on because to this day despite there being like nine zillion recordings of this on the internet I've never all heard crap. one that I thought was particularly good they're all crap laddie and the score to this is excellent. Awesome. Yeah. I think I've heard that before. I think you, I'm you, still trying to find the, the, like, you know, full, you know, to every, you know, every moment of it. Right. Yeah, like the main theme, the one that's played right now, is out. And then I found a bootleg of the... Oh, it's perfect. Oh, sorry. Perfect. It hasn't started. Oh, wow. There's something about the lighting in this place that's very disorienting. Yeah. Maybe it's because we just came from outside in the bright, bright... I'm thinking we might want to get a locker. I'm starting to... Okay. I'm starting to sweat. Ew. I'm just going to pull up some carpet then. That's a good idea. Right here. This is, uh, the score to this one's been one of my holy grails for a long time. And on one of, one of Broughton's albums... Good afternoon, everyone, what? and welcome to the Universe of Energy here at Epcot. Woo! Yeah. There you go. In just a few moments, we'll be going to the dark for an eight-minute pre-show on those five screens above me. After that, I'm going to take you through the doors on either side of me and put you on a ride for 37 minutes. And wow. 45 minutes in this building. If you do have to leave before you go through these doors, use the exit to the left. Front door is going to be closed at that time. You'll be going through the diorama of Dan Dinosaurs into a couple more theaters, finishing up Elvin's Energy Adventure. For those of you with little ones, it is dark and it's loud. It's a movie. So parents, use your own discretion. Dark and loud is a If you do go through these doors, you're pretty much committed to that 37-minute ride. Or if someone stands up and walks off the ride, you get what happens. Oh, you mean the pre-show? Yeah. We shut it down, don't we? We shut it down, and there will 12 cars with 88 people in each. Plus, all you folks in here have to leave the theater. Less than three gigs. So make sure you can stay for those 37 minutes once you go through these doors, okay? Chip. I'm going to stand up to get a better uh, better um, audio well the audio Hi and welcome to the universe of energy How are you? No need to answer You know you're probably surprised to see me here aren't you? But then there's probably a lot of places you'd be surprised to see me when you think about it. If you were driving in your car, for instance, okay? 
close your eyes, you're in your car, no, close your eyes, in the car, but right now think about it. You're in your car, you're driving, and then all of a sudden from the back seat I just pop up and go, ah! You just whack me in the head, wouldn't you? That would be, that wouldn't be nice. But then it wouldn't be nice for me to do that to you. How'd I get in your car anyway? Can you, did you lock the car? Maybe it was your fault. Maybe I'm just teaching you a lesson. But the point is, to see me here as a spokesperson for the universe of energy, I mean, that's, crazy, you know. I mean, I'm an expert on a lot of things. You know that. I know that. But uh, not a lot of things. A few things. But energy. I mean, there was a time I could care less about it. And then suddenly everything changed. One day I was sitting in my apartment. I, I said I was sitting in my apartment when... There it is. I'd offer you some snacks, but she... I mean, I can't hear me. Hey, hey, you! How about sharing some of those chips? No, you're on a diet. Me? How about you? Anyway, I'm watching TV and my favorite show is about to start. This is Jeopardy! Yes! I told you it was my favorite show. What is? Who is it? And of course, no one locks their doors in New York. Hey, it's your neighbor, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Hey, Bill Nye the Science Guy, it's Ellen, the, uh... Just Ellen, I guess. What can I do you for? I'd like to borrow some aluminum foil, a clothespin, and a candle. Another hot day, huh? Actually, I'm working on a new experiment. Ah, uh, take whatever you need. I don't want to miss any of the game. What are you watching? Jeopardy. Yes. Hey. The professor of energy at Princeton University, Dr. Judy Peterson. Oh, my gosh. What? It's my old college roommate, Judy Peterson. She was such a smarty pants, know-it-all. I had the best nickname for her, though. What was that? Stupid Judy. No, well, that makes no sense. She has a PhD. I know, but it made me feel better. So now I guess she's some hotshot energetic professor. She's a professor of energy. Whatever. Who cares about stupid Judy and her stupid energy? Ellen, energy's the most important thing in the universe. Oh, yeah, sure. Take her side. I'm not taking her side. It's just that without energy, nothing would go. Nothing would happen. I mean, there'd be... Nothing. Well, then we'd really be in jeopardy now, wouldn't we? <clears throat> yeah. Well, what is, uh, thanks for the supplies, and, uh, see you later. What is, bye-bye. Right again, Judy. Stupid Judy, stupid energy. Maybe the universe needs energy, but I don't. I'll take a nap for a hundred. <laughs> I know. Big piece of corn right there in the teeth. How could you not see? I'm going to have to call you back. <clears throat> now, as most of you know, when someone falls asleep watching TV, that person is going to have a what? Anyone? Anyone? A dream sequence. That's right, ma'am, a dream sequence. Right. Mine was more of a nightmare, actually. And uh, this, actually, we should get some fog in here. Always nice to spice up a dream sequence with fog. No, not in here. Over there. The dream. Scary, huh? This is Jeopardy! Now, here are today's contestants Dr. Judy Peterson, Dr. Albert Einstein, and finally, Joseph. And now, here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. Hello, contestants. Welcome to our program, and good luck to you in the game. Here are the categories for the first round of play. Solar energy, 
wind power, energy from water, fossil fuels, fusion, and finally, gas. Ellen, since this is your dream, we'll let you make the first selection. Uh, I will take um, Fine. The answer is, this was formed from microscopic plants and animals trapped in ocean floor sediments millions of years ago. Ellen? Yes, I know that one. That's, uh, that uh, is, uh, what, what is, okay. what is uh, the stuff trap, microscopic fuels and plants and animals and... Sorry, Ellen. We were looking for something more than just an embellishment of what I had already said. Anyone else? Judy? What is petroleum, Alex? What is bituminous? What is solar thermal conversion? What is hydroelectric? What is helium? And so, as we come to the end of the first round, ladies and gentlemen, Judy has a commanding lead. Ellen has her work cut out for her. And Dr. Einstein is nowhere, relatively speaking. Oh, Ellen, your first correct response. Wait a minute. Dreams! This is my dream. I'm in control now. I can still win. I still have a chance to. Ellen! Ellen! Who is it? It's me, Bill Lye, the science guy. Hey, I'm glad you came to help me. Actually, I came to see Einstein. Wow, you're getting clobbered. Yeah, this Nightmare Jeopardy version's a lot harder than the home version. Can you help me? Sure, but first we have to go back. Back stage? No, no, no. Way back, like many billion years ago. Okay, but can we stop at a mini-mart or something and get some snacks? Because I have a tendency to get hungry after a couple billion years. No can do. Time's a waste of Wait, it's not even over. It gets really weird from here. Now some person I don't even know reminds me there's no eating, drinking, smoking, or flash photography allowed in my dream. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is no eating, drinking, smoking, or flash photography allowed in Ellen's dream. And no videotaping, okay? And those of you who are just walking in right now, you're late. Where have you been? I love your hair. No, not you. I mean, it's all right, but... That's cute, yeah. Um, anyway, so you're not completely lost. Here's a recap of what has been going on. I'm Ellen. Hi. I love Jeopardy. I used to not care about energy at all until I had a nightmare that I was on Jeopardy and all the categories were about energy. Oh, Bill Nye, I know it's scary. So my neighbor, Bill Nye, steps in to help me out. Bill Nye, the science guy. You know him? Anyway, so he comes in to help me out. That's what's going on. Got it? Good. If you don't, then that's your problem because you're late. And you think about that next time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please do not continue your lot and stay right behind them. Just find this venture will be lasting for 37 minutes. Stop horse the right to contain loud noise and violence that may frighten young ones.
Don't want to lose that hat. Each one of these is a different vehicle. It's actually, we're actually going to move. It's like a giant omni mover. Wow. Go to separate theaters and everything. What you want to find is something that's like slide in and be toward the air. That would be alright too. Either way, you want to go here? Either way, man. It's really cool. starting to get hot now. You wish. I kind of don't understand how we're going to move, but that's going to be cool <laughs> to see how that works out. Just to remind you folks, this ride is going to last 37 minutes. Ellen's dream is going to take us back 220 million years back to the era of the dinosaurs. Remain seated at all times, whether the cars are moving throughout the building or sitting still in one of the fields. If you do have to be sitting next to an open doorway, they will be closing momentarily. Now make sure your arms and legs are packed with enough obstructing their clothes. Remain seated at all times. Standing up or changing roles from this point forward could cause a ride shutdown. dinosaur stuff in it so when we see the part where there's a t-rex battling a stegosaurus it's a it's a total homage to that manténganse alejado de las puertas del vehículo y no cambien de fila para su seguridad permanezcan sentados con las manos brazos pies y piernas dentro del vehículo y vigilen a sus niños See that single point of very hot, very dense matter? It contains all the energy of the universe, and it's about to expand at an astonishing rate. Oh, oh here. Better put these on. Hearing protectors. Because it's the Big Bang. 
million years in the Earth's past, give or take uh, a day. Bill? Bill, I, I know I asked you to help me with this energy stuff and everything, but I was kind of hoping you'd show me a slideshow. A slideshow? I guess that'd be easier, but uh, this is way more fun. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. Where's the energy? Oh, it's all around you. See, these plants and animals are soaking up energy from the sun. When they die and get buried, time, pressure, and heat will cook them into the fossil fuels we rely on today, like uh, coal, natural gas, and oil. Wait a minute. You're telling me that we're filling our gas tanks with, well, with dinosaur soup? Well, not exactly. But dinosaurs did live when fossil fuels were developing in the earth. <laughs> dinosaurs are just cool. Let's check them out. Why don't we just skip to the air conditioning and jacuzzi period, huh? Ellen, it's a chance of a lifetime. It's the chance of a hundred million lifetimes. Come on. You go ahead and make sure it's safe. I'll wait here, okay? You might as well go, too. This is my nightmare. No need you staying with me. Maybe I'll go. What am I so scared of? It's just a dinosaur. Big deal about dinosaurs. They're not so tough. Probably have a brain the size of a pea. Ah. I hope you're not upset about that pea brain crack. Because, you know, now that I think of it, I'm sure these are much larger in this time period. I happen to love peas, don't you? I'll take that as a maybe. I should get going because I'm supposed to be dinner. I mean, have dinner with friends. So I should go. Hey, what's over there?
should have stopped for snacks. You're not Bill, are you? I mean, you could be, your name could be Bill, but you're not the Bill that I... Hey, Excuse me, please.
So here we are today. Thanks, Phil. You can just drop me back at Jeopardy. I think I'm ready to get back to the game and kick Judy's big But wait! To play the game, you have to know where energy comes from. You have to know where it's gonna come from. And how to use it more wisely. See, this is a really big story. Solid fossil fuel. Oh, I know this one. What is coal? Correct. 
and we've discovered two centuries worth. What about global warming? It's a hot topic with lots of questions. But it's one of the big reasons scientists are working on ways to burn fuels like coal more efficiently than ever. Ellen, what do you know about gas? Well, if your stomach's bothering you, I could get you some club soda. No. Oh, you mean natural gas. It's clean burning. With the rate we're going, we're set for about 60 years. 60 years? That's only 10 more years than 50. 40 more than 40. 30 more don't, than... Uh, don't worry. We're always finding more natural gas all the time. <laughs> but we do need to use it wisely. So, Ellen, how long have you been driving?
<laughs> and I'll tell you something, Judy. The thing that really amazed me was that you and Ellen were in the same class yes. at school. We were actually roommates. I used to call her stupid Ellen. <laughs> okay. All right, players, we're ready to begin the second round. And Ellen, would you start us off by making a selection, please? I sure will, Alex. I will take dinosaurs for 800. Uh, Ellen, you do know that the more expensive the question, the harder it is. Oh, no, I did. Let me rethink that then. Uh, dinosaurs for 1,000, Alex. Okay, the answer is, this is when scientists believe dinosaurs first appeared on the Earth. Ellen. Uh, what is 220 million years ago, give or take a day? You're absolutely right. What is the sun? What is hydrogen, Alex? What are photovoltaics? What is fire? Which, by the way, is what sparked the progress of human civilization. Alex, I don't know if you knew that enough. Correct again, Ellen. And amazingly enough, at the end of this double jeopardy round, you have managed to come from way behind to tie Julie for the lead. Well done. Well, I just have to figure out how to work this little clicky thing here. She possibly learned so much during the commercial break. She's obviously cheating. Zip it, Judy. Dr. Einstein. You have no money, sir, and that means we're going to have to say goodbye. However, we want to thank you for coming here today, and we do have some lovely party gifts for you backstage. It's a long-lasting, low-energy light bulb. Enjoy the efficiency. Boy, there goes a real bundle of energy, huh? All right, ladies. You will recall that our final Jeopardy category on today's program is the future of energy. And so if you're ready, here is the final Jeopardy answer for you. This is the one source of power that will never run out. Good luck. source of power that will never run out. Time's up, players. Let's see how well you did. Judy, we'll start with you. You wrote down nothing. That's correct, Alex, because there is no answer. Well, actually, you're wrong. Let's take a look at your wager. Oh, that's too bad. You risked everything you had, and that means you lose $17,800, and you wind up with nothing. Let's go down to Ellen now and see what she came up with as a response to our final Jeopardy clue. Ellen? Uh, what is brain power, Alex? You are correct. And your wager? You too risked everything, but you doubled your score to 35,600, and that makes you, Ellen, our new Jeopardy champion. Congratulations. 
tomorrow as Jeffrey Grimsick Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have all your personal belongings and head towards the exits behind you. And thank you for visiting. What you think? At the Universe of Energy. Awesome. Don't forget around the world showcase tonight at 9:30 of Illumination. I want to hear your thoughts. Enjoy the rest of your day here. Let me carry it. I'll carry it. We got less of a burden. I like your locker idea if you, if you think you need yeah, one. Yeah, I'm starting to get sweaty and I'm definitely not going to need this jacket anymore, that's for sure. And I like the, there's one little very subtle Easter egg there where she says, or where the, uh, Johnny Gilbert says, uh, you know, about the year's supply of energy, and then he goes, energy, you make the world go around. That was actually a lyric in the original song for the original version of the universe of energy. So I oh. thought that was very cool, very subtle. You liked it though. So this is a retooled thing. With oh yeah. On it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of the original pavilions. Now, I never saw the original version, but I've seen like videos of it online. It looks interesting in that edutainment kind of way. But everybody I've ever talked to that has actually done it, they all said it was really, really dry. You know, like, not boring exactly, just kind of, you know, slow. But I like this version a lot. The only thing that I didn't think really worked was the animatronic Ellen was a little off. Yeah, yeah, doesn't look like, yeah. It's funny you say that, because that's uh, when Todd and I just did this. It was Todd's first time. He'd her, never seen this version. Her, like they made her more like masculine looking. Yeah, like, definitely. Her face is very pointy, and her hair was yeah. a little shorter. So yeah. it was almost like they tried to exaggerate her a little bit, you know. Yeah, we but were, other than that, I'm pretty impressed by the insane scale of the whole thing. Now, one thing they don't tell you is that this building right here, the show building, is got on top of it's all solar panels. And so the power to run the ride vehicles that we were riding in there, most of that power the comes solar? from solar. Yeah, from those they panels. They must have some batteries, like you. Oh yeah. Believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I saw those massive, massive cars, I was just like, "What are these going to do?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay. They rotate. That's cool." <laughs> and then <laughs> they, they take roll, off. Yeah. They roll you right through the screen. And I mean. What those each one of them had to be like fifty feet wide, right? You know, each set of them. That's it was just amazing. It's all programmed, so it's you know they're all on tracks, and I love it. I, th I think that's really cool because that's kind of how the parade technology works too. There's all these like sensors in the ground, and it just you know pulls them right along. Do you want to go straight to the lockers then? Yeah, let's. Uh... Let's ditch some of these jackets and... Uh, That's going to be a learning experience for me because I don't know where the lockers are. I know they're toward to, the front. We should be able to find some helpful, friendly person to oh, yeah. tell us, I'm sure. Maybe one. There's got to be one around here somewhere. This place definitely has a customer service problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Want to talk to the manager? You Speaking of which, you man, you should have gone with me to Scott, Target yesterday. I was just going to say, Scott, Scott solved a customer service problem yesterday at uh, local Target, yeah, where they were um, being. Uh, let's see, how would I put it? Douchebags. Yeah, yes. that's a good way to put it. 
Yeah, I solved the problem by threatening his life, basically. <laughs> I think you ought to do it before I come over that counter and whoop your ass. They're like, your, your sons are like, where are your mom and dad going? I'm like, your dad's uh, Maybe jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's disgraceful. <laughs> I wish I'd recorded the... Ra- I went on a just tirade in the car, both on the way there and most especially on the way back from there. Uh-huh. And uh, it would it would have been comedy gold because I was just... I was off my rocker with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm man. sure your wife was cracking up all the way through no, that. No, she was like... <laughs> Well, I mean, she she you know she felt the same way. I mean, yeah. it's just customer service in America. These it's disgraceful. It's just horrible. Well, you know. Here's basically the story: is his wife bought a present for their son, and they sort of had to double it in case one of them couldn't get the present. So she was right. she paid for it for a check and had to return it, and they wouldn't return her money. They were trying to give her a gift certificate. Right. So of course, you know. She came back, talked to Scott. Oh boy, some that smells good. I smell mm-hmm. burning steak. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. you know what we need to do, dude? Now you listen to the episode that that Todd and I did, yes. right? Yes. We need to go over the to the soda. Yes. Yes. We, do. yes. we need to do that. We need to. You need to try some Beverly. You're gonna. You're just gonna love it. Yeah, that's what, that's the astastic kind, isn't it? Yeah, and now you know, like if you you know, if you had a, like a diesel engine instead yeah. of a, a stomach and a yeah, digestive I'll, system, you'd I'll, probably think it was awesome. I'll get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I want to stop over here to the, uh, the pin station for just a moment. Can I, see, I want to see how. Sure, the, go uh, ahead. I don't know. Oh, we got plenty. We need to start a new one or Scott and I are waiting for a bus to the Animal Kingdom. We figure we're going to waste a. We we're uh, we've got our fast pass to Soren, but that's going to wait till between what six thirty and seven thirty. Something like that. Yeah. We've been wanting to go on fast track, but the wait's been like hundred and ten minutes every <laughs> test, time we've gone track. by it. Test track, fast track, <laughs> whatever. Getting but fast yeah, pass. Just I think I have a feeling that happened just as we walked up to it too. That that the uh, the fast passes is it. Oh yeah, that's right. We walked up for fast passes of it, and literally the second we walked <laughs> so, up, and we actually we got there like two minutes before yeah, we our couldn't fast do it. passes yeah. were, were where we could get another one, and then they just said no more fast no passes more. for it. Oh. So we're gonna try to hit what uh, Everest. 
And uh, what's the other one over here that's... Uh, Dinosaur, and then uh, we'll go over to Dino Land and see you know, what we think over there. Because I like that one. There's, they've got the, uh, what is it called, the Primeval Whirl. But that's one of those ones that you got to make sure that your stomach is well balanced before you ride that thing, because that can be a that can be a puke meister. Right nice. There. Well, what else? We went down, we went on the Nemo ride, which was cute at first. But the best thing about it is at the end they project the the characters into the actual aquarium. That's amazing tech. And, I don't know. Uh, I I'm still haven't quite figured out how they're doing that, but it looks so I think realistic. they're somehow projecting it on the, the inside surface of the glass yeah. is what I'm thinking. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the thing about it is, you know, well, they're CG creatures, so CG creatures always have that dimensional look, but they look three-dimensional, and they're yeah. bright. You know, they're, they're, they're a little brighter than the fish around them, so they just pop, pop right out. Yeah. yeah, it's really neat. It is. I really like that one. I, I like that. You know what I realized, though, is that, you know, we went in there and you hadn't ever seen the movie, so I was like, well, you know, you don't have much of a frame of reference for it. But that ride itself, once you've ridden that ride, you've pretty much seen the movie. Because that, it's, it's, it's all like the a, elements. A, a, yeah, it's, just it's, like a, a, it's an a, a encapsulation of the entire movie, pretty much. Not that it's bad. I mean, I, I, it's actually a really good movie. I enjoy that one quite a bit. It's it's a it's a real tearjerker. But uh, but yeah, it pretty much wrapped up the whole. Was that a Pixar movie? movie? Uh huh. It was. I I gotta see it. I need to see it. I, the the I think the only other Pixar movie I haven't seen is Cars, which I just heard nobody nobody seemed to. They were like it was okay, but it wasn't yeah. up to snuff of Pixar. That's you know, what up I thought to that, too. Like level of. It's funny that there's a there's a TV show and then there's a movie coming out because I just wasn't impressed with that. I mean, it, you know, I watched it once and it's it was like that's all love, I ever it's needed. Because kids love cars, yeah, and, and it's it's not even I think the cars. I think it's like the heavy machinery characters. Yeah, and kids love that stuff. I mean, it, it, it was a it was an entertaining little movie. The part that uh, I think I liked the very best was uh, the uh, the car carrier that's carrying the main character around, uh, Lightning McQueen. The car carrier is driving along really late at night, and these lowrider cars, like a pack of them, come up on it, and they're picking on it and stuff. And, you know, they've got all these, like, super high-tech sound systems that they're playing all this uh-huh. music and everything. They suddenly switch over to, like, Michael Bolton. It's like that... Yeah, that one you hear late at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're playing that, and like he's starting to nod off as he's driving. He's, like, <laughs> swerving up. It's great. <laughs> it's hysterical. That part was really funny. And Paul Newman as the uh, as the old old car was really cool. Oh, Paul Newman's that. great. I think that was the last that was, thing he yeah, ever I did. I was going to say that had to be towards the end. He did a couple around in that time era, time era, but he was looking grizzled by then. Yeah, you know? yeah, he was good in it. And then uh, what's his name? Brad Garrett. I always liked that guy. He was funny. He was the blowfish. He was funny. And then uh, crazy face dude there, the Green Goblin was in it and you know that's something i noticed for the first time is his character and uh and brad garrett's character i don't think they're represented in that ride at all i thought that was kind of odd because they're actually big characters in the movie but they weren't in the way is this in the uh nemo or the cars that you're talking about oh i'm sorry i switched back to cars (laughs) it's kind of getting the two mixed up in my head i guess is there a cars ride too not here I'm really surprised that they didn't retool um, 
the Tomorrowland Speedway to be oh. a Cars ride because that thing looks. I'm sorry, but that one looks really. I don't know. It, see, for me, it's like you know, you can go to like any other amusement park, like Six Flags or anything, and they're going to have like a gas-powered little crappy right, you know right. tool around. The kids get to drive a car, right, a go kart type thing. And you know, so that to me is not Disney. Disney is it's always got to be one step ahead of everybody else. So well, that's what I was going to say. It's got to be this. But the thing about those things is. Like even in the even in the um, regular world places, those things they don't make them to go f- too fast no. because they're just, you know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, out in California, I think it's at the California Adventure Park. They're doing a Cars Land, and it's going to be a like a ride through, you know, like the whatever the Radiator Springs or whatever the uh-huh. name of the the town was. And, it sounds interesting and all. I'm just not really all that into that movie. I mean, it was, it was I, I enjoyed it one time, but it's one of those like watch it once and you know if I never see it again, I'm I'm perfectly all right. right. You know? well, I've seen every bus bought ours here so far. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. One of these has got to be ours here pretty soon. Well, things keep going well today, depending on how Animal Kingdom goes and how quick we can knock out what we want to do there. Who knows? This might be our best. It's hard to tell. Hard to tell. Does it say? Pick us up. A little bit of a crowd. I'm just about to get on any bus now. Yeah, I know. Pretty toasty out, didn't it? That's nice. Our bus, our bus, our bus. Aw, oh, dude. Now, what's Fort Wilderness? Is that a lodge? Is that a hotel? I've never been to it. It's supposed to be really just amazing inside. It's, it's supposed to be like a throwback to like the old, the old like lodges of the yeah. Old West kind of thing. It's supposed to be just gorgeous inside. I've, I've never been over there. I need to go over sometime. I know, I know. I'll bet you it has that Adirondack look. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, every, it's all wood and a bunch of antlers and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's I had supposed a, to be just amazing. I had a... Oh, here's our bus. I had a girlfriend whose folks had a lodge like that, you know, a big old classic Adirondack lodge, and it was amazing. You know, you go... The, the living room, the, the ceiling was like 50 feet up, you know. Hey, we got the same seats we got last time here on the bus. <laughs> I was the first person on the bus. I don't think that's ever happened before. Yeah. We're just masters of timing. I don't even think this bus is going to fill up. Not even halfway. Well, it's a good sign. I hope that Animal Kingdom is like good and dead. Because the last time I was over there, um, Everest was a walk-on to the degree where I actually rode it twice in a row, which actually Probably I don't recommend got... doing. <laughs> so far, I've noticed with the coasters here have been very, like, not... They, there's, there's a point of, like, movement where you, you go from... Whoa! To, yeah, and, and it's not like you're gonna hurl, but it's like where your muscles tense up and stuff. Right. None of them have gotten me to that point yet. Uh, this one will. Will it? I'm I'm thinking it will. Yeah. You know, this one's pretty intense. I actually surprised myself that I ride this one. 
Really? My phobia of posters and all. But <laughs> all because of that movie, isn't it? A lot of it, yeah, a lot of it, yeah. Oh, you're not gonna see him. And the movie we're talking about is, of course, Roller Coaster. Great With uh, soundtrack by ELO. What? Soundtrack by ELO? Not in Roller Coaster. What did they do in that? I own the roller coaster soundtrack. It says it's yellow. It has like five yellow or old yellow songs on it. What? They probably were playing yellow in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You don't roller believe coaster? me. Roller coaster? You don't no, believe me? But we'll no. go, we will go home to your house and I will find that album on the internet. It's not the score music, right? But the score is in. It's one side's a sport, Hello, one side's like and six ELO songs. Disney World Transportation System. We're on our way to Disney's Animal Kingdom. I own two copies of it, actually. I can see it says... Please remain seated while the motor coaches... It says across the top in jagged letters, red letters, roller coaster. And it has three scenes, you know, from the movie. It has stripes across it. On a yellow. And now we invite you to relax and enjoy the ride. No, I know. They probably... Played 10 seconds of an ELO song through like a sound system when someone's walking know. by in the movie, and it was a marketing thing to sell, you know. I don't know. I mean, I know that movie pretty well. I don't remember. Well, is it who, who wrote the score? Was it a John Williams wrote uh, the score? Bob Schiffer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guarantee it, man. Hey kids, Scott Gardner here, reminding you to stay in school and don't do drugs, or you could wind up just like Chris Honeywell here, spouting utter nonsense to your best friend like a mental patient while on a bus at Walt Disney World, headed to the Animal Kingdom from Epcot. You know what? Never mind. Alright, it's all good. Let's just get back to the show. For the Everest ride, yep, we are now at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, and I gotta say, the queue for this Everest ride is as good as a ride for me. This is I love this, I love this style of architecture. I love ornate, but completely used and battered looking. I mean, it, it does. Really, doesn't it look like it's been here for like hundreds of years? Yes, it looks like a, yes. See the ride vehicle coming up the, the mountain there. <laughs> I gotta say, this is my favorite favorite queue. This is just awesome. They have fruit and stuff put out for the yeti on the, on the altar. Well, those are for monkeys. Those are the monkey monkeys come and eat all that stuff. Those are those are monkey gods. 
it would be even it, it would be even more realistic if they had actual little monkeys in there. That would be awesome. If that happened, I would never leave here, man. There's then a gibbon had, area somewhere. Is there? Is, oh, yeah. they're actually fun to watch. I like it, the monkeys, man. I love the monkeys. Uh, tell them what the, what the dinging noises are. Oh, there's these beautiful brass bells hung everywhere, and I will bet you they are like from Tibet. <laughs> and of course, they're within reach of everybody, so everybody's just. You know. well, there's uh, there's some great videos that I'm sure you can find online that show the creation of this, and like when Joe Rody and his team went over to. Uh, or wherever Tibet. it was, Tibet or whatever, and, you know, met and lived with the villagers and climbed Everest and did all their research. It's just incredible. I mean, you know, this isn't just, a, you know, a bunch of guys sat down and thought, okay, you know, no, obviously. we'll look through the National Geo and do our best. No, this was, you know, they actually went there and lived with these people, came back and recreated their village right well, here. I've know? never been there, and it's capturing, it's, it's setting the scene for me. It's just gorgeous. Or anything? Yeah. I'd rather not hear music yeah, unless, I guess. at this point. It would break the, the realism for me. Of course, if we turn around and look the other way, there's a theme park behind us. But. <laughs> Best one, you know, the best cues, the best ones, are the ones that you know, either tell a story or they lead up into the story that you know you're right. going gonna to experience. And this one does it perfectly, you because know, we started out at like the base camp, you know, and we'll, we'll progress through, you know, like a museum atmosphere right up into the actual travel company that's going to take us to Everest, you know, and it's, and it's cool, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you pay attention, there's an entire, like, life story being told, right. you know, as you progress along. So sometimes, you know, low wait times are actually a double-edged sword, because if you blow right through something, you're like, oh, great, you know, this is, there's no wait, I can just run right onto this you thing, you've missed everything, in, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could literally, I could literally pitch a chair here and just sort of Hang out in this yeah. hang out in this atmosphere for almost an unlimited amount of time. Wow, look at that. If I like just a beam to hold up the roof and even that's like yeah. intricately carved. Well there's there's everything is intricately carved yet worn. There's all sorts of great Yeti carvings too, statue yeah. and statues and stuff leading up to it. Yeah. Or you'll see parts where there's like claw marks, you know, where, where it's supposed to have been, you know, the Yeti, you know, marking his territory or whatever, you know, that, that kind of stuff is cool, too. Yeah, I like this one a lot. This is one of those where the, where the queue is as much as, if not more, of an attraction than, you know, when you actually get to the ride. Well, when we get to the ride, the ride's literally, like, what, about four minutes, something yeah. like four or five minutes. Yeah, it's it, a it short ride. pretty fast. I've, I've, got, I've seen, like, five different people's video of the, of the ride, you know. So I know exactly what to expect in the ride. I haven't seen any videos of this. This is all new and awesome to me. 
And the forced perspective on Mount Everest is yeah absolutely outstanding. The view you get from up there is pretty wild too. I'm trying to remember which one it is. I want to say it's it's either Big Thunder or this one is the highest mountain in Florida, but I can't oh, really? remember which one it is. Yeah, well, which is pretty. There's not many mountains in Florida. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's just funny to think that the biggest one is you know man-made, Disney created. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure probably like the top three mountains are Disney created <laughs> yeah. in Florida. Virtually a mountain range here, you know. Now yeah. you think about it, because you got, you know, you've got uh, space, Big Thunder, and Splash, right? You know, just in uh, Magic Kingdom, right? And you've got uh, Everest here. I think that's it. Yeah, there's no other. It's really funny cool. when you see the cars going up there. It sort of breaks a little bit of the force yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then when it's gone again, all of a sudden that peak looks like it's you know way off in the yeah. distance. You know what? If they had some sort, of, if they were blowing fog across it, that would even make it more you know just a light, so it looked like snow blowing off it. You know, like the dusted snow blowing off it. Up with some sort of diffusion technology to make the vehicle look tiny or something. Uh huh. basically did the whole um, Animal Kingdom, or at least all that we wanted to do in the Animal yeah. Kingdom, <laughs> which I think the last time you heard of from us, we were waiting for Everest ride, which kicked ass. It was great. <laughs> it was a it was the most roller coastery feeling roller coaster that, oh, we, yeah. that we've done here. And then we did uh, the dinosaurs ride twice, which was really cool. The first time we got the front seat in the. See, I thought that was a big deal that we were sitting in the front. You know, I was like, oh, we finally got, because I don't think I'd ever ridden in the front before. 
and then as we were getting in, the cast member who was uh, tending the ride, she was like, bah, the front's no good, you know, you want the back, so she gave us fast pass to come right back in and ride the back. And she was right, yeah. <laughs> the back was almost twice as, um, as active as the, yeah. as the front. Yeah, there was something about, plus a lot, I noticed a lot of the ride, it was like the back end where we were was actually kind of like up in the air, so it was almost like stadium seating yes. while on the ride. That was cool. I like that. That was very cool. I'm always into anything that's time travel anyway. What's really funny, remember the time traveler on Art Bell? Yeah, whatever happened with that? Well, did you know that the time traveler was at Disney World once? <laughs> he talked about he was at Disney World at Christmas time. I think you told me this story. So I'm scoping out. <laughs> and when we were going on the dinosaurs ride, I was definitely thinking, I was like, maybe the time traveler is on this ride with us laughing to himself, going, this isn't what it's like at all. I'm wondering, like, did he make any predictions on what, you know, supposedly it was like, you know, in his time? Like, It's gone in his time. There's there, no there was, world in his there time. Were, well, the, the world is, everything was pretty, there was like... There was like war and ecological disaster. Awesome. Remember, he was he was, he said the you know Art Bell was like you still have the internet. He's like we have the internet, but it's different. You know, he said <laughs> he said two soup cans. He's strange. Exactly. It's, it's like people live in smaller communities. You know, smaller, more like almost communal, um, more agrarian like sort of communities. We're still technological, but we're more. You know, we sort of learned our lesson was this thing. Oh, but he would he would know it was sort of like just out of necessity <laughs> that we didn't have, you know, the infrastructure that we had before. So it was sort of a building the infrastructure from the from the scratch or maybe there weren't enough people to to maintain, you know, aqueducts or whatever. I don't know. But he also he would never predict any future thing because he was always like, Well, you know, there's no linear time, you know. That you know, I'm here back. I went back in time, but I'm not on the same time continuum as my time. So things could be different for you. He was covering his. Uh, it's, yeah, exactly. It's called cover your ass. And, yeah, and, exactly. And, and everybody on our bell is usually an expert in doing that. You know. <laughs> yep. There's the Tower of Terror. So what? Uh, what have you thought? I'm very, very impressed. Over with everything, and now we've hit every park. We've had yeah, we have. And uh, if the weather had been nicer, I was even going to propose maybe trying to squeeze in a water park at some point. But I don't. Yeah, it's just ain't the water park time of the year. No, not at all. About the best we could hope for at this point is to go to like one of the heated pools. But then you got the problem. You got to get out of it. You got to get out of it. Yeah. Because man, the other night, well, it was probably about a week ago now. I closed uh, the Polynesian, and the Polynesian's so close to the, to the TTC that there's no pickup for us after closing. You just you're expected to just walk back. I mean, it's not it's a great walk. You know, it's fine. And I was walking back, and I walked by the, the pool over there. And after you know, they never close the pools. It's just after a certain time, it's like swim at your own risk. You know, this is like three o'clock in the morning. And there's steam rising off of the pool and everything. And I was like, oh, I would love to get in for a dip. And I'm just thinking, is it worth the price you'd have to pay to get out of it later, you know? So I didn't. But in the summer, though, that might be a real nice... Yeah. Uh, 
nice option. Yeah, you know? get off of work and go take the nasty plunge, man. Well, yeah, they'll have showers and everything. Oh yeah, too. we have, yeah be... we have showers in our facility. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah it was funny because the on the first day we were walking through and uh, our trainer was showing us, you know, like here's the break room, here's the snack machine, here's the restaurant, you know, here's the locker room. And I was like, all right, this is gonna be a really stupid question, I'm sure. I was like, but you know, is there anywhere you can take a shower? And he's like, looks at me funny, and he's like, follow me. And he was like, this was the next thing I was gonna show you. And we go back, and there's like, we have this big shower room. I, was, I mean, they think of everything there. You've got everything in that place. You could live. I mean, except for there's nowhere to sleep. You could live in that place. You know. That was really nice. But, uh, I wonder how many people have thought about like pitching a tent in some of the surrounding woods and just like well there's the campground here there's the there's the a campground here. campground yeah absolutely and people do that you know they come for you know they can come in something as you know massive as one of these you know Winnebago's that you right. can live in you know right down to you know like you say pitch a tent and just rough it you know see that's what I'd like to do just pitch a tent here for three months out of the year you could do it absolutely you could because, you know, I mean, they're, they're again, they're, they're aiming at every type of... Well, I get the idea that if I pitched a tent there, I would be spending half the money I made paying for my tent right. <laughs> space. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but I wonder, you know, what the what the cost of something like that would be I'm gonna bet like, like comparable to... I'm going to bet like 50 to $70 a night to... Not 70, know. I'm thinking probably like $50 a day. You know, I, I'm thinking of, I, I would love some sort of situation where I <laughs> for like three months, lived in a dormitory, and just worked constantly, you know, did 50-hour weeks, you know, where I basically I was sleeping and working on-site, right. on-site constantly. I would, I love that sort of thing. I love, I love brief, I, I would love to have, you know, a year's work of, worth of work pushed into three months, you know. Where I would just go sleep four nights, four hours a night, and get up and start working. I love stuff like that. If we don't, uh, if we don't end up being out terribly late tonight, if we, if we feel like we've got the spare time on the drive home, I've never driven through the uh, Fort Wilderness Campground, and this time of year, I'm told it's beautiful because people come here, they camp for weeks, and they bring like all their shit with them as far as like their and they set up a real they, camp. They do, yeah, they do these like decoration things. Oh, like Christmas. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas is a whole Christmas thing. Well, when I used to go to pagan festivals, people would you know they do it for you know they would set up their campground. Some people lived in their tents and stuff, and they would have these you know opulent you know they they would come and they'd set up their tent and then they'd set up their front yard in front of the tent. I notice these flags uh-huh. like right out of Iron Man Two, the whole dome thing with the with the what do you, what did they call it the exposer yes or whatever expo Stark oh that's expo. right i remember seeing seeing that scene in iron man 2 going oh my god scott's gonna flip when he sees <laughs> yep, this absolutely he's gonna love this movie that's why i loved it yeah it's a hun- it's it's just awesome <laughs> yeah it was totally intended you know oh yeah total home homage to oh yeah the, the whole there. yeah the whole movie aspect of it you know yeah I loved it. To be continued.
Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of... Two Two True Freaks. Disney's Animal Kingdom Park.